listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via our contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoyed this program, please consider supporting us by joining the Vintage Radio Club. All Vintage Radio Club members get access to our Saturday program in which we present shows that are longer than our half-hour podcast which feature productions from Lux Radio Theater and Mercury Theater on the Air and more. If you join us on our Patreon page, you get more features like an exclusive I Love Old Time Radio sticker, access to our ad-free podcast, and more. Visit iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, the Green Hornet hunts down the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. This episode originally aired on June 29, 1939, and it's called Pavement Condemned. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies that even the G-men cannot reach. The Green Hornet. Pavement condemned. The events and characters depicted in this drama are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.
You, Lowry. Thank goodness. What's the matter with you, Clicker? Got the jitters today? Today, yesterday, and all the rest of this week. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'll be glad when Casey gets back from her vacation. What's the matter with you? Is it more than you can handle to be the secretary of the publisher of a newspaper like the Sentinel? Ha! Ah, that's a laugh. Where's Reed? Don't ask me. He stepped out last night, and that means sleeping in this morning. That'll all change when Axford gets back here and moves into his apartment with him. It's that guy Axford that's giving me the jitters. I'm just hoping he won't show up till Casey's back on the job. Why? Because I don't want to be here when he comes. They tell me he's a backslapper and me with sunburn. <laughs> look, look how much time you got before Reed comes in. How do I know? He isn't at the same time two days in a row. I want you to use influence. Make a couple of calls with me. Huh? Influence? Say, I don't swing enough influence in this town to raise an umbrella in a cloudburst. You've got a lot of influence with that guy you made some pictures of. Who? Brandemeyer. Brandemeyer? What do you want influence swung on him for? Come on, he dawdled you on his knee when you were a kid with pigtails. You know the hard-headed old mule. Look here, Lowry. You're the ace reporter of the Sentinel. If you want something out of Brandemeyer, figure a way to get it. That's what I did. And when I got the figures added up, they totaled Clicker Benny. Now, come on. There's an A number one story there if we can get Brandemeyer to talk up. What's the angle? You know that repaving job on 10th Street? I heard about it. That's all. So what? Brandemeyer is handling it. His firm, you know. Yeah? So comes the strike. Strike? What strike? Oh, listen, Clicker, don't you read the paper? I look at the pictures and read the cartoons. The men on that job have been on a strike for the past ten days. Yeah? Why? Plenty of reasons. I got a lot of angles from the laborers and their families. Here, look at the quotes I've got here. Dozens of them, but not a word from Brandemeyer. Is he the only one of his firm you can talk to? And you're supposed to know Brandemeyer. Oh, that's right. He does his own talking, doesn't he? When he talks. Well, say, if anyone else in that outfit opened his mouth, he'd be out on his ear looking for welfare. And you can't get the Brandemeyer point of view on the strike, huh? No. But you have angles from the laborers. Sure, I want both sides of the thing. It's getting to be a mighty bad affair. Why is it? The shopkeepers can't do business with the street all torn up. People can't even walk to the stores without going knee-deep in mud. What have they got in the way of the labor side of the strike? Plenty, and I think those fellows are perfectly justified. Knowing old Brandemeyer's I do, they no doubt are. That's probably why he won't talk. There's nothing he can say that would do him any good. Here, get a load of this story from Jake Beerwald. Listen to what he says. We don't want no shorter hours, and we don't care about no more pay. <laughs> that is, I mean, we'd like more money, old sure thing. Only we ain't striking on account of that. We had lots of boys get hurt using old equipment. See, Mr. Lowry? We feel that's all right. It's Mr. Brandemeyer's business to buy new tools when he wants to. We do the best we can with what we got. Only we feel that when one of our boys gets hurt, like Jack Green, he should get help. A sort of insurance, if you know what I mean. He went on from there and told me all about this guy, Green. He was working with a drill that should have been junked a long time ago. On a paving job? No, a different job. Brandemeyer takes on a lot of jobs. Anyhow, this guy, Green, was working with the old drill when it snapped. Oh, my leg! What's the matter? Oh. Hey, Green's been hurt. Help, help, my leg! That drill! It's Jack Green. Hey, turn off the air! Get that hose out of the way! Someone call the doctor. Well, Green had to have an operation on the leg. And he won't ever amount to much again. I talked to his old mother. Here's her story. Yes, Jack was going to be married, but now... Well, he can't work anymore. He wouldn't ask the girl to go through with it. But what do you do? I don't know. We don't have much. This little house my husband left is mortgaged. Jack didn't have very much saved, and I suppose the doctor bills will take all of that. Oh, that's tough. But surely you can do something, can't you? Do what we've always despised. I've never in all my life taken charity. I don't want to take it now. Neither does my boy. 
But we had no choice. Won't the firm you worked for help out some? Brandemeyer? <laughs> that tight-fisted old miser. He makes everyone who works for him sign a paper that they take the jobs at their own risk. Wasn't there any sort of insurance? No. Well, Clicker, that surprised me. I thought there had to be some sort of protection. Me too. How does Brandemeyer get around the compensation angle? I asked the old lady that, and she told me... He has a system of subletting the contract. My son became a sort of contractor, you see. He agreed to see his part of the work done for a flat price instead of working by the hour or the day or the week. I don't understand much about these things, Mr. Lowry. Well, it had me beat, Clicker. Seeing that brave old lady, knowing that she hasn't a thing to look forward to now, knowing that her son is maimed for life, I... Well, I'm tough, but I can't take much of that sort of thing. But was she right in what you said about Brandemeyer? Yeah, I checked with the lawyer, and Brandemeyer is legally all right. It works out this way. If I hire a guy to wash windows at so much an hour and he gets hurt, I have to pay damages. I've hired him. But if I make an agreement where he's to wash all the windows in the house for a flat sum, then he's made a contract and he's a contractor. Then if he's hurt, it's his own tough luck. Not much sense to the distinction, is there? It's law. Sometimes I think there's not much sense to law. The lawyer couldn't put it as simply as I did. He spent half an hour and used a lot of four-bit words and talked all around the bush. Don't they love to? But that's the meat of it. And that's why the strike. The laborers are absolutely right. But do you think Brandemeyer will meet him halfway? Now you want a statement from Brandemeyer, huh? Yes. What's it worth? Worth? You can get it, and I can. What's it worth? Why, you gold digger. Okay, Lowry, then scram. I got to do some letters for the boss. Uh, now, wait a minute. My what? busy day. Breeze, will you? What do you want for a statement from old Brandemeyer? Freedom. Huh? Look, Lowry, for two weeks I've been chained to this office. I haven't taken a picture for so long I don't know a time exposure from a 1-9 lens. You find some dame to fill in here so I can get outside for the rest of the week... And, brother, you'll get your statement from old hardshell Brandemeyer. Is that all you want? Yeah, that's all. Sister, you can consider yourself talking to Brandemeyer. Now, that's no way to talk to me, Mr. Brandemeyer. There's no argument about it. I won't be told what to do by the men who work for me. And that's your final statement? Yes. Uh, no, no, no. It's not a statement. Confound it, Marjorie. I can't keep it in mind you're working for a newspaper. Uh, they call me clicker now. I'm not, I'm not making a statement. But you just said you wouldn't take dictation... Oh, how I hate that word. Uh, from your employees. Not and that's for, a statement. Uh, not for publication. Now, look, Mr. Brandemeyer, isn't it possible that you might have the wrong slant? No. But if you... I were... said no. I founded the business. I made it what it is. I hire men to do a given thing for a given price, and they can do it or, or not do it. But right now, they're not doing it. Well, then let them go hungry. I tell you, Marjorie, when I was younger... Don't tell me. Things have changed since you were younger, Mr. Brandemeyer. My attorneys tell me that I'm protected. There's nothing these men can do. I won't be coerced. You won't be coerced. Is that a statement? No, confound it. No, no, no. Oh. I thought you just well, dropped in to say hello. Well, I said hello, didn't I? Yes. Then I may as well be going. One thing. I don't like your working for a newspaper. Blasted, Marjorie. You used to be a nice little girl. Used to be? I like that. Now what are you? Going around trying to tell men like me we don't know how to run our business. Trying to make us make a statement. How would you feel if you had your life savings sunk in a shop on that street that's all torn up? And a stubborn, mulish man was determined to keep the street torn up so no customers could reach you. Don't you call me names? I'm not. You call me a stubborn, mulish man. I did nothing of the sort. I asked you how you'd feel if a stubborn, mulish man wrecked your business. You said you... Get out of here, Marjorie Benny. Get out of here. When you've let that confounded newspaper business come in and see me again. And if you want a job, I, I'll give you a decent one. Not typing. Typing, yes. Like fun, you will. Now look this way, quick. Huh? There. 
Oh, boy, that's swell. You took my picture. Yep, and gee, you had the greatest snarl on your face I've ever seen. Get out. Get out of here. Goodbye. And remember, I've made no statements. That's what you think. Regular old Tartar, stubborn as they come. Won't settle the strike. Won't meet anyone halfway. Oh, that man. That man. A mean, ugly old miser. That's the man that's keeping all our people out of work. That's the man that's putting me on welfare. That's the man that's tying up the job. That's the man who's ruining the business of every store on this street. That's the man who won't meet anyone halfway. That's the man who's to blame. Well, that's him, Mr. Reed. And there isn't a blame thing that can be done about him. So that's the picture Clicker Vinnie took. Well, the girl is good, isn't she? Yeah. You, you saw his statement? How'd you get it? I didn't. Vinnie got there, too. That dame's got a way about her, boss. Doggone it, she gets around. It's too bad she can't figure out some means of making Brandemire come down to earth and listen to reason. It can't be done, boss. That strike will last from now on. Sorry, uh, isn't it possible for the city to order some other firm to take over the job and repave that street? No. Why not? Oh, Brandemire's protected himself from every angle. He's too smart. I confound that that street work must go on for a good many reasons. Sure, it's just advertising through those firms. Men who work for them will soon be thrown out of jobs. If Brandemire keeps on till he beats those men of his and they have to go back to work... He'll set an example for other men of his type. Thank goodness there aren't many of them. Just what is the big issue? Well, the men want some form of protection, that's all. I don't believe it. Huh? You, you don't believe it? Boss, I got those statements. You saw them. I still don't believe that's the big issue. It isn't conceivable that a man like Brandemire would be so stubborn. But you don't know the guy. That's Clicker Vinny. And the money involved isn't enough. Lowry, there's something behind it. Meaning what, boss? I don't think Brandemire is as well off as he pretends to be. You, you don't? I think he might be conducting a racket. Sure he is. I mean to say more of a racket than appears on the surface. Uh, something actually criminal. Gosh, tell me more. Isn't it quite possible that Brandemeyer is waiting for the chance to cash in? How could he? All those stores are going broke. If he can keep the street torn up to a fall, they'll all be forced to sell out and sell out cheap. Think of the buys he could get. Wow, I never thought of that. He'd pick up the entire section for almost nothing. Perhaps the face of the mortgages and sales expenses. And he's purposely not settling the strike for that reason. He could make a fortune if he happened to think of that angle. Holy mackerel. Wait till I tell you. Hold on, Laura. Huh? I've really made a wild guess. I'm probably wrong. But it'll bear investigating, Mr. Reed, if that's what he has in mind. What a story. Why, the guy could be jailed. I'll send Click over to see him again. She can confront him with that angle and see what he says. You're putting her in a hot spot? And she don't mind if there's a story in it. Let me know what you learn. I sure will. Perhaps with Laurie investigating, I can use the Green Hornet and throw some things in his path that will open his eyes. Well, there's no harm in trying. That evening in his apartment, Britt Reed explained the entire situation to Cato, his faithful valet and the only living man to know him as the much-sought-for Green Hornet, who was wanted by both police and the underworld, dead or alive. 
Lowry will be moving fast, Cato, covering a lot of ground. He's on the track of an idea, and he won't stop until he's run it down. Yes, Mr. Beth. What are you going to do? Use the Green Hornet. We'll make the first calls tonight. Tonight? I have a list of storekeepers on the street that's torn up, also their home addresses. That's where we'll see them. And when we've finished, Lowry is going to have something that'll make him come clamoring to me for a bonus. <laughs> He'll probably get it. Come on, Cato. Let's get going. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our Green Hornet adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. John Anderson was one of the shop owners on the street that had been torn up. His face was drawn and haggard as he bent over a library table covered with papers upon which he had been figuring. Pavement condemned. That's the whole story, Jane. We're licked. John, you can't be. Not yet. We might as well face the facts. The committee of men on the street is investigated and there isn't the slightest likelihood of that street being repaired for a long time. I have enough cash to carry through until the 1st of September, then we can close up. But what will you do? I don't know. Jobs are scarce. You're not trained for anything. You started your furniture store and spent half your life making it what it is. I may be able to land a job in one of the department stores as a furniture salesman. That's about all. Jane, we've got to face the facts. Now, I'll do whatever you say. Close up now and have a couple of hundred left. Or hang on till we have to close up in the far-fetched hope that this devil will meet the laborers and settle the strike. There doesn't seem to be any point in trying to hang on, does there? None whatsoever. If there was any chance of the pavement being fixed... The men discussed it. They tried to meet with Brandemeyer. They talked to his laborers. They saw the city council. They met with the district attorney. Nothing can be done unless Brandemeyer himself agrees to meet his men and settle a strike. Then, John, let's fold up. It's all we can do. I... What's the matter, dear? Ah, uh, I thought I heard someone moving in the other room. There's no one here. I let the maid go a week ago. Imagination, I guess. Worrying so much that I'm... Wait. Did you hear it? Yes, I thought I heard someone. I'd better have a look. Maybe a thief. Stand where you are. What in the world? Matt! Don't be alarmed. What? 
What do you want? John. John, that mask. I've seen pictures. That's the Green Hornet. The Hornet? That's right. And you'll be glad I came here. What do you want? We have nothing to steal. I'm not here to steal. I'm here to tell you how to take a sign off your business street. Sign? What sign? The sign that reads, Pavement Condemned. What? If you hang on, you'll lose everything you have, Anderson. And if you close up, you'll still lose your store. Isn't that true? But what have you to do with it? You want that pavement repaired, don't you? Naturally. And you can afford to spend a few hundred to have it repaired. A few hundred? What are you getting at? Can't you? Yes, yes, of course. I mean to say, if it's repaired, then we can do business again. Things can get back to normal. People can get to our store. That's all I wanted to know. How much shall I put you down for? Uh, put me down for? Five hundred dollars? But how... Never mind the questions. If the cash is big enough, the payment will be repaired in double-quick time. Is that man Brandemeyer behind this? If you ask too many questions, you'll lose this chance. If each of you men kick in with cash, you'll get results. So you're the one who's holding up the work. Me? No, not me. You work for Brandemeyer? I work alone. How much cash are you kicking in? Well, I... What a show. Anderson, I... you pay up and trust that what I tell you is right. Don't pay and go broke. You can take your choice, but make it fast. I have other people to call on tonight. I'd like to think it over, to talk to some of the other men. And bring in the cops? That's the quickest way for you to be dead certain you'll never stage a comeback. No, I give you my word. I'll keep it confidential. Your word? My word. My contribution alone would be nothing for you. If the other men will contribute, I'll do likewise. I'm calling on the other men. Well, if Wait one would... hour, and then you can phone some of your friends and discuss the matter. Bring in the police or newspapers and... You know what it means. I gave you my word. Very well. You'll hear from me again, Anderson. Perhaps tonight. Jane. Jane, I wonder, do you suppose that... I'm for gambling with the Green Hornet. You mean that... I mean for you to pay and see what happens. If the Hornet can bring anything to bear on Brandemeyer so that paving will be fixed, it's worth what it costs. Don't you see, John? This is our one chance. The first ray of hope we've had. I'll wait an hour and then call some of the other men. Cato guarded the car, the Green Hornet made a second call on a shop owner whose pavement was condemned. Take your choice, Boswell. Lay out the cash or go completely broke. Uh, time to think. Uh, let me think. Let me discuss it. Sure, I'll let you discuss it. Discuss it all you want. But remember, the time is short. I don't propose to hold this offer open very long. I, uh, I will communicate. Uh, some of my friends, other men on the street. Do that. And stop shaking in your boots. I'm not here to give you any roughhousing. I'm here to help you. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, yes, of course. You'll hear from me later. Again and then again, the Green Hornet stopped at shop owners' homes. Then he put his car in a dark alley where it would be unseen for the next hour or so. This will do, Cato. I'll give those men time to talk it over with each other and compare notes. By this time, they've called an emergency meeting of their committee, and you can bet the subject of the discussion is the Green Hornet. I tell you, men, I'm convinced we should take the chance and play ball with this Green Hornet. I, I don't know about that. If we do and the police find it out... The police haven't done anything for us so far. My wife is a keen judge of human nature. Gentlemen, I respect her judgment, and, I, and she feels that the Hornet can help us. How does she have a reason for judging him? Simply his voice, his manner, woman's intuition. Oh, I don't know. We've got to decide mighty quick. Is it agreed that we'll all abide by a majority decision? I'm agreed. But there's a lot of businessmen who aren't here at this meeting. We'll have to sell them the idea. I don't know about that, Anderson. I say, let's take the chance. It's okay with me. There's nothing to lose. We'll all go broke if we try to hang on. Let's do it. Yes, right, let's take the chance. Is anyone opposed? Not me. I'm agreed. Okay, then. Let the secretary make a list of what each of us can contribute. 
We'll cross our fingers and hope it's enough to interest the Green Hornet. Anderson, you're first. Four hundred dollars. Boswell? Four hundred, the same amount. It should be the same for all of us. Put me down for the same. Yes? I'm calling to speak to your husband and determine what he's decided. Oh, it, it's you. He isn't here now. Going he... for the cops? No, no, no. He went to a meeting. He... Just a moment. I think he's coming in now. Is that you, John? Yes. Quickly, the telephone. Uh, who is it? The Hornet. Hello? Well? We'll do what we can to pay you. How much? We can raise $5,000. You have it? I have checks. They're made out to cash. If you insist on the money tonight, you can come for it. If you want cash, you'll have to wait till I can get to the bank. I'll take it tonight, Anderson. And if you try any double-crossing, you wish you hadn't. No, no, I won't. We're sincere. We're too anxious to grab any straw that might offer a hope of saving our business. I'll be around for those checks. Have them ready. They'll be ready. Rick Reed hurried to the place he had hidden the sleek car. He opened the door and spoke to Cato. Best of luck so far. We can only get to Brandemar's place before Lowry leaves here. You see they are? I hope so, Cato. And I hope Quicker Bernie can get in with him. If things will only time out for us, we might be able to finish things tonight without waiting any longer. Here's hoping. There's just one reason in the world, Marjorie. Why, I'll let you in here tonight. You wanted to see me, isn't that it? I wanted to spank you. Uh oh Don't try that with Mr. Lowry here. He might not stand for it. I want to tell you what I think of you for running that picture in your confounded paper. Now, hold on, Brandemeyer. The only reason she wanted to get in this house was because I could come in here with her. What's your racket? Uh, what's that? Racket? That's what I said. What's the racket? I got a tip from the inside that your intentions are trying to knock the bottom out of the real estate so you can buy up that section cheap and then finish your paper. That's a confounded lie. It's not true. Not a shred of truth. All right. If that isn't the right answer, what is? Get out of my home. Get out of here, I tell you. Not so fast, Mr. Brandemeyer. You're obviously in some sort of racket, or you wouldn't be so stubborn about meeting the laborers and discussing matters. There's nothing to discuss. If they don't want to work for what I pay, they needn't. Okay, then. But does that have to stop you from finishing the job? Why not hire other men and go ahead with it? You impertinent young upstart. I'll tell you why. Because of contracts. I gave those men contracts to do the work. Each of the men has a contract. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's why you don't have to be responsible for what happens to them. But tell me this. When they stop working, don't they violate the contracts? None of your business. I refuse to discuss the matter with you. Marjorie, get that man out of here. Take more than her to do it. Now look here, Mr. Brandemeyer. There's no use losing your head about this. Let's talk it over. There is nothing Let's to... Let's see if maybe Clicker or I can't act as an intermediary and bring you and your men together. No. More company. My man will be fired if he allows any more of you in. George! If that looks like a newspaper man, call the police. Yes, sir, boss. Call the police anyway. I'm being abused. Good Lord, m- 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 Mr. Brandemeyer. What's the matter with you? Sounds like he saw a ghost or something. Maybe or something. George, answer me. What's the matter? Maybe I better go see. M- 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 Mr. Brandemeyer, m- Mr. Brandemeyer, see, he's he, he gone now. An awful person, a mask. Mask? Why didn't you say so? He, he held a gun pointed at me, sir. He tapped my life if I opened my mouth. Here, he all gave me this for you. What's that? Yeah, yeah, what is it? Take your hands away. Oh, all right, all right. Don't get hot under the collar. Hey, wait. Look, the mark of the green hornet. A hornet? Hey, that's something. Open it up, Randomire, quick. Don't you order me around. I'll not open it till I'm good and ready. That's where you're wrong, pal. When you mess around with packages from the green hornet, you're messing with things that the cops would like to know about. I'll get the cops here. Green hornet? 
Go oh, on, please. Call the law. The, 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 the po -po -po police, ma'am? And how? Yeah, yes, yes, yes ma'am. I'll call the Can't imagine what this might be. You open it, Brenda Meyer, or I'll do it for you. The devil take you, Lowry. He will someday. Go on, open it up. Checks. Say, what are those? Money, money, money. Checks made out to cash. What, what is this? Who signed them? Who signed those checks? Let me see them. Take your hands Dry up, you old tartar. This thing's out of your hands now. Anderson. Boswell. Hey, click. Isn't there an Anderson furniture store on that street? Yeah, and a Boswell restaurant. I know nothing about those. Conway. A Conway who runs a drugstore. That's right. Hey, is this a contribution to go on with that pavement? Get some of those men on the phone, clicker. Hurry it up. See what the Hornet promised. Anderson said the Hornet promised to get the street repaired. Wow, so that's your racket. No, no, uh, I swear it isn't. You I... and the Green Hornet. He's your collector, huh? He is not. I know nothing. Listen, but... you bullheaded old fool. This is a story that'll wreck you. One that'll land you in jail. Deny it all you want, but you can't get around these checks. Now you get one chance to get out of this. Call your man, have a meeting, straighten things out their way, and get them back on the job. Meanwhile, return these checks to the guys that made them out. You got till noon tomorrow, and if you don't get men working by then, the Daily Sentinel gets my story. Hold that check up. Yeah, here. There, I got the picture. Just my luck, Mr. Reed. What's the matter, Lowry? Yeah, me with a Green Hornet story that would be a wow with Brandemeyer himself involved. Brandemeyer, huh? Yeah, and I promised not to run it if he settled the strike. Well, he settled it. The men started work an hour ago. I just got the call. So, there's my story. But anyhow, I settled the strike. Good, Lowry. Good for you. is a copyrighted feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated.
You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, I think the Hornet would drum up more support or better support if he didn't always play the villain. Uh, why does he have to find setting up criminals a better way to get justice than just uncovering evidence and having the community support? Well, he does do good. I, I really don't think it's the most effective way of fighting crime. And now I'm going to go a little off script here and talk about uh, the long distance that I, or the long time frame that I took off um, over the, the beginning of the year. So I, I started out being sick near the end of the year. Um, fortunately, we recorded the uh, collaboration with uh, the other guys uh, back in November. So I didn't have to worry about that. Uh, but I got really sick. I didn't, didn't, and I don't get sick very often. So when I get sick, I usually get sick. And I didn't have much of a voice. So I, I took some time off of there. And then January 6th, my mom passed away. Um, and while, you know, it, it sucks having a parent or any family member die. Um, I wasn't close to my mom. I didn't talk to her in over three years, so uh, there wasn't much of a loss, but just life during that time just kept happening, and everything happened all at once. And uh, so, you know, I got behind, and the more I got behind, the more overwhelming it seemed, and so... I just kind of shut down. And uh, I decided that uh, instead of going back and uh, making up those days, you know, because sometimes I, I, I don't record these things uh, weeks in advance. I'd like to, but I don't. I tend to sometimes record uh, the day before or uh, the day of because, uh, you know, life. And this is not my main source of income. It'd be awesome if it was my main source of income, but it's not. Um, I am a full-time DJ and, uh, I do web work. So, so this is a, it gets a little overwhelming sometimes. And, uh, I needed a break. I've never taken a break in the entire time I've done this, this program. I've consistently done five days Monday through Friday, and now sometimes I'm I'm working on Saturday shows uh, for Patreon members. And, of course, if you'd like to hear our longer shows, you can join us on Patreon. Plus, at certain levels, you will actually get this podcast without any uh, commercials. Well, the original commercials, but not my commercials. So uh, I decided not to fill in and go back and just let that for the time being for for you know, the future that I took a couple weeks off uh, just to kind of revitalize myself. And I'm back. And so hopefully you enjoy the show and hopefully you enjoy the shows to come. Love to hear from you. And I thank you for everybody who has uh, written on our Facebook posts and shared and liked and followed. And I appreciate you more and more every day. And I, I hope you guys know that, uh, um, this started out as being something I just wanted to do. And now it's like, I, I have a more of a purpose is to bring in this stuff to all of you out there. 
Um, and I've had lots of episodes, so there's there's 1,300 episodes, so I'm sure some of you have not listened to all of them, and I encourage you to go back and listen to some of them. Uh, and I plan on putting them on YouTube as well. I'm going to start with Season 1 and get Season 1 up on YouTube uh, at some point, when, when things kind of die down a little bit for me, because I'm a one-man show. I don't have anybody editing these shows. I uh, listen to them. I write the scripts. I uh, record them. I edit them. And then I put them up on, uh, up on Spotify. I do the website, which is still in shambles. But uh, it, I have a vision for the website. Um, and hopefully... Uh, you guys can see that vision on the website. Uh, as it gets bigger and more episodes get on there, um, the the um, actor pages will be more fleshed out. And um, I just think it's a cool way of, of putting out the information and putting a little history out there uh, for everybody. But I've rambled long enough, and uh, I will be back to tomorrow or whenever you listen to this on the next show where we uh, listen to my favorite husband and Lucille Ball returns to the airways of I Love Old Time Radio. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcast. We are also on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you would like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and clicking on the support button. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with the Green Hornet. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off. <laughs>